keep seeing us everywhere as far as the eye can see it's like some river overflowing we got muslims we got christians we got pagans we got jews we got atheists anarchists socialists we even had a liberal or two on the day we all said stop the war you're really good if you joined in on that bit on the day we all said we got t-shirts and fears hijabs and rainbow scarves we got black hearts that say we're angry we got black hearts that make you laugh we got whistles badges banners 10,000 djembes out of salsa band We got pensioners, we got pushchairs Arm in, arm and hand in hand On the day we all said stop the war On the day we all said stop the war We got the actress Bishop, we got tankies, we got trots, and some got extra sandwiches in case their mates forgot. We got respectable housewives from Bel Air who've never done this sort of thing before. With international sex workers, the world united, and the girl and the boy next door on the day. We all said stop. And that was Rob Johnson from a live album uh, put out by Leon Rosselson and Rob Johnson called No Gods, No Masters, 
That was the song. We all said, stop the war. Welcome to another special episode of Polyrical Podcast, Songs of Note. To send me a message or to check out back episodes of Polyrical, just head over to polyrical.com. This episode's song of note is, of course, the song we all said, Stop the War, written by Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson is a British musician and songwriter, has been called one of the last genuinely political songwriters. I think that uh, that is a, a misnomer. There are still many, many great political songwriters out there. But Rob Johnson is a rare, rare example of someone who has been very consistent in their songwriting and their focus and also has had a very long career over 40 albums uh that rob has put out largely on his own label irregular records rob johnson was the featured artist on polyrical episode 117 The reason that I chose this song to feature in Songs of Note is twofold. One is that this week, as I record, is the anniversary, 20th anniversary of the protest described in this song. But the other reason is this song is a beautiful song about the community of people, the global community of people that came together ahead of the U.S.-Iraq war in 2003 and said, no, this is not in our name. Your actions are illegal. You must not move forward with them. And it's a, even though it was a global community, this song brings this enormous, uh, description of humanity of individuals of people ordinary people coming together some some people who have done this type of activism for a long time and a lot of people who had never done anything like this before never before had stood up and told their government and told other governments and told the u.s empire no not in this collective voice in this way. Here's a little bit about the protest from Wikipedia. On 15 February 2003, a coordinated day of protest was held across the world in which people in more than 600 cities expressed opposition to the imminent Iraq war. It was part of a series of protests and political events that had begun in 2002 and continued as the invasion, war, and occupation took place. The day was described by social movement researchers as, quote, the largest protest event in human history. According to BBC News, between 6 and 10 million people took part in protests in up to 60 countries over the weekend of the 15th and 16th of February. The largest protest took place in Europe. The one in Rome involved around 3 million people and is listed in the 2004 Guinness Book of World Records as the largest anti-war rally in history. Madrid hosted the second largest rally with more than 1.5 million people protesting the invasion of Iraq. 
The 15 February international protests were unprecedented not only in terms of size of the demonstrations, but also in terms of the international coordination involved. Researchers from the University of Antwerp claimed that the day was possible only because it was carefully planned by an international network of national social movement organizations. And here's what one of those organizations has to say on this 20th anniversary. This is a press release from Stop the War Coalition. Stop the War Coalition will be marking the 20th anniversary of the largest demonstration in British history on 15 February 2023. On this day, over a million protesters took to the streets of London to join the Stop the War protest and oppose the Iraq War. We predicted the war would fail to make the world a safer place and would cause untold misery in Iraq. Unfortunately, these predictions proved all too correct, with the war causing hundreds of thousands of deaths, a global refugee crisis, the shattering of Iraq's economy, and the rise of Islamic State. The legacy of this illegal war lingers today both here and in Iraq, yet still no one has been held to account. And here's a look back on the event by Alex Bainbridge, this published at greenleft.org.au. The 20th anniversary of the then largest protest in the world history is on February 15. As time passes, memories fade, but the huge 2003 protests against the Iraq War are worth remembering. Looking back, three things stand out. The scale. The warmongering elites who are today planning ever more wars don't want us to remember because it undermines their power. But tens of millions of people in more than 600 cities took to the streets to stop George W. Bush's illegal invasion of Iraq. It was difficult to judge the scale at the time. Most media outlets downplayed the numbers and the mood, mainly reporting local or regional actions minimizing the global impact. The New York Times, however, described the protests as a superpower. It said, quote, The huge anti-war demonstrations around the world this weekend are reminders that there may still be two superpowers on the planet, the United States and world public opinion. The weekend of protests in Australia began on February 14, 2003, when 250,000 people protested in Melbourne rivaling the huge anti-Jeff Kennett demonstrations of a decade earlier. The next day, similar numbers came out across other cities and towns. Then on February 16, more than a half million people protested in Sydney's CBD, gridlocking the city. More than one million people joined protests across Australia, including more than 30 locations outside the capital cities. Worldwide estimates of the number of people ranged from 10 to 15 million. However, these were often based on partial tallies. Some activists at the time calculated totals of around 20 to 30 million, when some of the more sizable small towns protests were included. One French academic calculated that 36 million people participated in 3,000 protests against the Iraq War between January 3 and April 12, 2003. The anti-war movement was right. The United States, British, and Australian governments made repeated and false claims to justify their illegal invasion. 
U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell told the United Nations on February 5, 2003, that he had, quote, incontrovertible proof that Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. After the invasion, no such weapons were found. Weapons of mass destruction became synonymous with government lies. The anti-war movement, of which Green Left was a part, exposed this in real time, and the lies were answered by millions of people, 10 days after Powell's UN appeal for war support. On all of the warmongers' key claims, the anti-war movement has been proven to be correct. The lies we're told today about the supposed need for fossil fuels, their ongoing justifications for militarism, and why they oppose wage rises are just as egregious and need to be answered in the same way. Protests make a difference. It was a defeat for the anti-war movement when the U.S., Britain, and Australia launched their illegal invasion of Iraq. Activists continued to organize to get the troops out. However, the numbers prepared to continue to protest declined. Many who had come to their first ever big protest were discouraged that such a huge global mobilization failed to stop the war. Afterwards, it was common to hear people repeat the corporate media's line that there was no point protesting when the government didn't listen. It is important to recognize the ways in which that global protest movement made a difference. The ruling elite clocked the global opposition, even complaining their armed forces could not use as much shock and awe as they had intended. The war hawks had to temper their invasion plans beyond Afghanistan and Iraq. The people of Iraq and Afghanistan were smashed, their resources privatized, and countries leveled. However, wider layers of people saw the U.S. and its coalition of the willing, including Australia, as imperialist warmongers. Green Left is continuing to campaign against war, including Russia's war on Ukraine, Turkey's war on the Kurds, and AUKUS, the new imperialist war alliance, which is aimed at China. So while it may be disappointing that such an, a massive, massive uprising of people and such a loud voice was unheeded by those in power, I think we... Uh, shouldn't be overly discouraged. We're fighting empire. We're fighting the people that have all of the consolidated power. They don't have all of the power because we have the power. And when we come together, we can make things happen. And while in this case, uh, the ultimate goal of stopping that war from happening wasn't achieved, many, many positive things were achieved. Many people were connected together that would not have otherwise been connected together and have gone on since to focus their time and attention on all kinds of different uh, ills of society and make positive change happen wherever they are. I have another podcast that comes out daily called People Are Revolting. It tells these stories, tells the stories of people in large and small ways who are out there fighting for what is right. And every time I close out that podcast, you will hear me say, keep revolting. If you want to hear that podcast and all my podcasts, you can listen to them on movingtrainradio.com or check out my website, movingtrainmedia.com to see all of those podcasts 
and episodes. On social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Polyrical, and you can follow me in the Fediverse. You may know that as Mastodon. Uh, and I'm in the Fediverse at Polyrical on the Collectiva.social site. K-O-L-E-K-T-I-V-A dot social. Here is Rob Johnson. This version is from the album Tony Blair, My Part in His Downfall. This is We All Said Stop the War. Thanks for listening. I keep seeing us everywhere As far as the eye can see It's like this river overflowing We got Muslims, we got Christians We got pagans, we got Jews We got atheists, anarchists, socialists We even got a liberal on the day we all said stop the war on the day we all said stop the war we got t-shirts we got kefirs hijabs and rainbow scarves we got placards that say we're angry we got placards that make you laugh We got whistles, badges, banners Ten thousand djembes and a salsa band We got pensioners, we got pushchairs Arm in arm and hand in hand On the day we all said stop the war On the day we all said stop the war We got the actress and the bishop We got tankies, we got trucks And some got extra sandwiches In case their mates forgot We got respectable housewives from suburbia Who've never done this sort of thing before with the international sex workers of the world united And the girl and the boy next door On the day We all said stop the war On the day We all said stop the war We got that what's her name from off of the telly we got that bloke I met called Steve But we are more than just two million We are Ramallah and Tel Aviv We are New York, Paris, Berlin, Moscow Cape Town, Cairo, Bangkok to Glasgow We are this river overflowing On the day we all said stop the war On the day 
We all said stop the war On the day We all said stop the war On the day We all said stop the war Stop the war I keep seeing us everywhere 